you know, why wouldn't I want to make a really ooey-gooey, you know, melty mozzarella from a completely, you know, vegan product? So, um, look, I'm, I think there's very exciting things happening. This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. After more than 20 years' involvement in scientific research, Julie Martin moved to Tasmania and began looking for opportunities where she could indulge in her food interests. A mix of opportunity and science led her to exploring plant-based cheese, especially those that might incorporate some of the amazing Tasmanian produce. And Artissa was born. So we are based in Launceston in Tasmania. We first visited Tasmania um, 2014, actually. It was our 30th wedding anniversary. We came down for three weeks on the motorcycle to tour around and um, just completely fell in love with the place. Just loved the, um, you know, already had a great sense of the foodie vibe here and the beautiful produce that's here. So, so yes, we just, um, we just felt very at home here from the beginning. So we do make plant-based cheese. Our cheeses are all cashew-based. They're all cultured using a dairy-free probiotic starter culture. And um, we always try and hero beautiful – the cashews are from Vietnam, but we always try and um, showcase as many beautiful Tasmanian hero ingredients as we can. Julie has always had an interesting relationship with food and from a young age realised that a plant-based diet was best for her. Um, look, I grew up in a very small town in, in New Zealand, Tikwiti, population 5,000. Um, look, my, you know, my dad was a carpenter, my mum was a hairdresser, we didn't have much money, but mum was always interested in food you know she'd go along to cooking classes at the high school and learn about you know Chinese food or Indian food um, they also had a network of very close friends who loved to socialize so there was many dinner parties and I would get to do things like make the shrimp cocktails you know shredded iceberg lettuce and teeny tiny tinned shrimp and you know the mayonnaise made with get this, um, sweetened condensed milk, malt vinegar, tomato sauce and Worcestershire sauce and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, I remember going away on the summer holiday when I was, I think it was my 12th birthday, um, that would be 1971, I'm, 19, I'm 64 now, do the maths, um, and we unusually for us, we had lunch at a hotel and I had deep fried camembert with um red currant jelly and I just thought that was the last word in sophistication really did so um, um, but in all of that time I never really liked meat um, I'd eat it because everybody did right but you know I didn't like the smell of it I couldn't stand the feel of it so um, when I had the opportunity I went to uni lived in the halls of residence food was dreadful moved into a share house as soon as I could and my housemate was vegetarian and that was the start of my vegetarian journey I guess. Julie realised options are limited for vegans so she decided to combine her love of science and food. I have basically worked in academic research my whole life. Um, started off 
it's taken many directions, horticulture, agriculture, and then most recently in sort of biomedical and clinical research. So, I mean, it's been a fantastic career. It's given me some amazing opportunities. I've got to work with some, you know, incredibly smart people. Um, but, you know, I've always had this, you know, foodie love and always thought that, you know, family and friends would always say, what are you doing in science, Julie? You know, you should be in food. So, um, as I said, we came down to Tasmania on holiday and um, my husband decided that he was going to move to Tasmania immediately. So he did a couple of months later. Um, and look, I was still up in Sydney and I would come down to Tasmania and I would love it. And then I'd go back to Sydney and I would love it. And then I'd come back down and then I'd go back up. So it was. Um, it took a while before I was ready to sort of make the leap. I think my daughter moved into a share house. She took the cat. It was just me rattling around um, on my own. So I said, you know, now's my chance to become a a vegan food entrepreneur. So that was that was how this part of the journey all started. Once I'd made that decision that, I mean, I had been vegan by that stage since. So my, my summer of being a um, vegetarian that I told mum was going to last for like three months, it lasted 22 years. Um, then um, we moved to the States for a few years to do my postdoctorate research. And I said I wasn't going to be a vegetarian when I went there. So I would always choose vegetarian didn't really like meat, but didn't say I wasn't going to eat it. Um, and then as my daughter was growing up and getting more interested in food, it was her favourite food to cook and eat, and it was my favourite food to cook and eat. So we just decided, I think it was 2013, we were going to go vegan. Um, so really the food was driving that decision, but having said that, you know, it was, you know, it was – no wool, no leather, no animal testing on our cosmetics or our cleaning products. And, you know, that's still the way I, I choose to live as far as possible. So that obviously influenced my um, the direction I was wanting to go when I wanted to start my business. Had to be vegan. Um, I still wanted something that had an interesting research and development component to it because I've been doing it all my life and I wasn't ready to, you know, walk away from that. And I wanted something that would showcase the beautiful Tasmanian um, produce that I saw down here, you know, from my perspective. Um, I could see that Tasmania had a fantastic reputation as a foodie destination, but to me that most of that reputation was um, resting on the beef and the dairy and the seafood and all the things that I didn't eat, whereas I could see so much more that was um, happening around the island that was, you know, really exciting for me. So so those are my three criteria. Um, it didn't take too long to realise that um, there was an enormous gap in the market for a really premium plant-based cheese, something that, you know, you'd put on a platter, you'd invite your friends around, enjoy it with a glass of wine, which you were never going to do with the sort of supermarket offerings. So, um, you know, it ticked all my boxes and um, that's the path we settled on going down. Her career in microbiology has helped her foray into cheesemaking, but it certainly had its challenges. I mean, there was a lot of research involved, you know, there was... You know, when you consider that this 4,000 years of history making cheese out of um, animal milk and um, making the sort of cultured nut-based cheeses that we were making, you know, really they didn't become a thing until the 60s. I think we can thank the 
California hippies for kind of making it making it happen. So, um, so no, it was a lot of it was a lot of hard work in the beginning. Just a lot of um, a lot of you know iterations of um, getting things cracking. Um, in the early days, we rented a like a residential home unit that was our sort of R and D facility, and we worked out of there. And we started selling at a small country market here and I'm um, just out of Launceston and you know my husband is he's not a vegan but and he's a bit more business orientated than I am and he was surprised impressed I'm not quite sure that you know our customer feedback was amazing and people kept coming back for more and we started getting into um, a few stores so you know he was the one that really drove our expansion into the um, commercial premises where we are now and um, yeah no so as I say hasn't been any great um, you know stories behind it it's just been a lot of hard work to get to where we are. In some ways plant-based cheese has a similar process to cheese made with dairy but there are a few key differences. So with the cashew cheeses that we make so um, we start off by pasteurizing the nuts um, then they are soaked overnight in the cool room so that's softened them so I guess the reasons why cashews are popular um, because they do go so soft so when we put them through our um, colloid mill it comes out really silky smooth super creamy um, and the other thing is they have a pretty neutral flavour, so they allow our other ingredients to really shine through. So, so we have our cashews. We just add enough filtered water to process the nuts through the mill. Um, most of them have a little bit of um, refined organic coconut oil, so you're getting a nice creamy mouthfeel, but no coconut flavour. Um, we use Tasmanian sea salt because it's beautiful, it adds flavour and it helps to preserve the cheese. And then we culture it, so we add a dairy-free probiotic starter culture. So that's similar to the types of lactic acid cultures that the dairy cheesemakers use for, for ripening their milk. And, you know, they have access to an enormous variety of starter cultures that have different bacteria that confer different properties to the cheeses, different flavours um, and all of those are raised using milk as a fermentation nutrient so I need to find vegan cultures which really limits the range. The cultures that we um, were using in the early days were designed for making like soy milk and um, uh, soy yoghurt and coconut yoghurt and they're fine but they don't give you that the type of cultures that we use, certainly in the early days, were designed for making soy yogurt and coconut yogurt. So they do, um, they work perfectly well, but they don't have the um, variety of flavours that you would get with a um, with other types of cultures. So incubate it overnight. Next day, just check the pH, and then it goes into cheese moulds. So I think we're possibly unique in Australia in that all of our cheeses are aged for a couple of months. So we make them in big two-kilo wheels and they get 
turned and brushed and salt washed. So, you know, we do traditional affinage um, to maintain those cheeses over that maturation period. So we're aiming for a um, for a firmer texture. You know, we don't have a curds and whey stage, so we can't make the cheeses hard in that regard. So we are just relying on time. So after two months, we're getting a nice firm rind on the outside. But, you know, the closer you get to the middle of the cheese, the, the softer it is, I guess. That's just the because it's just a drying out process. That's just physics. We can't do too much about that. Um, and then we try, you know, we incorporate our hero ingredients in various sort of stages of that process. So we do a smoked cheese. That's pretty straightforward. It's smoked with Tasmanian applewood, just cold smoked. Um, we do one with black truffle that we get from the Tamar Valley here, so that's a really beautiful, luxurious cheese. We do one called Tasman Black, which is marbled with black garlic. That one is actually so popular that we, I use a black garlic paste and I literally can't buy enough in Tasmania to um, meet the demand for that one, so I have to import that from the Big Island. But um, what else do we do? Oh, my personal favourite, Freycinet, that's a really gorgeous, that's shamelessly copied from a, sheep's milk cheese made in the island of Corsica called the Fleur de Maquis, which is rolled in their local shrublands. And I thought, well, I can make one of those. So I use all native Tasmanian botanicals. It's got kunzia leaf and pepperberry leaf and salt bush. So it's a beautiful herbaceous cheese board style. Um, and then our last one is our blue vein. And that one uses the traditional Penicillium roqueforti, you know, people are so surprised, oh gosh, it grows on cashews, but you know, it grows on everything in nature, so um, no great surprises there, and that one's washed with a beautiful um, Cuvée Tasmanian cider that's made just here in the Tamar Valley, so you know, you can see that Tasmanian story weaving through all of them. The farmer's markets have been vital for Artesa, but as the brand has grown, the whole nation has embraced the incredible cheeses that Julie produces. We have maybe 50 or so. We've got distributors in Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria. Um, look, we've probably got about 50 stores up on the Big Island and another 20 or so in Tasmania. We do a little bit online, not much. Um, we go every Saturday morning to the beautiful Harvest Market in Launceston. It's a really gorgeous market. Our storeholder neighbours are always lovely. And, you know, barring really filthy weather, I, you know, I never don't want to go there. We meet such nice people. And, you know, there's barely a week goes by that we don't have customers come by saying, you know, wow, this is the best vegan cheese I've ever eaten and you know sometimes it'll be like this is the best vegan cheese I've ever eaten in the whole world because we do get a lot of travellers so um, you don't get sick of hearing that that's for sure. Although making cheese had its challenges at first Julie has come to realise an even bigger hurdle. It's been huge obviously um, look I think I was woefully unprepared for how hard this was going to be honestly looking back I'm not sure if I would have done it <laughs> you know I had a very nice life up in Sydney um, this is much more much more difficult um, 
I think that, you know, you have to sort of, it does make you just look at yourself much harder, you know. you There's nowhere to hide when you're working for yourself and um, it does sort of, you know, throw a few shortcomings into into relief that you might not necessarily want to, um, you know, admit to. And, you know, Roger and I are the first ones to say, we great at making cheese but we're not very good at selling it and I think that's such a common problem with um, you know a lot of people that start small businesses they start from a place of passion and that um, you know the reality of actually having to sell the product that you make is the is the is the hard part so you know that's something we're really sort of trying super hard to address this year so that's our that's our project for 2023. After a stellar career in science Julie now utilises her skill set to let her food passion blossom. I love the creativity, you know, I'm always trying to think of the next cheese that I want to make, you know, and I do love the people that I get to talk to and yeah, you know, I have liked the challenges, I could have done without some of them, but no, it's it's been, it's been life-changing, it has been, you know, it's been very rewarding, it's got me to meet so many great people and um, you know there's an enormous amount going on in the plant-based food space at the moment and um, you know I sit back with my molecular biologist hat on and I see what's happening in the area of things like precision fermentation where you know you can make dairy identical proteins casein and whey you know, in a laboratory now. And, you know, on the one hand, I think, is that a threat to what I'm doing? But on the other hand, I think, really, they're just making ingredients. And, you know, why wouldn't I want to make a really ooey-gooey, you know, melty mozzarella from a completely, you know, vegan product? So, um, look, I think there's very exciting things happening. We would love to get away from cashews one way or another um, and use something that's produced locally. So there are, you know, so many exciting opportunities at the, um, you know, in this space at the moment, not just in cheese, but in other plant-based foods as well. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Julie's move into making plant-based cheese has resulted in an incredible product that is garnering the attention of foodies across Australia. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.